doesn't matter how many fucking books you read or like how many situations you put yourself through. I think when you go through a breakup, all of those things get put back into your face really fucking quickly. Yeah. Looks like you've officially entered the group chat with your best friends. My name is Ali Pintucci, and this is the Unfiltered Podcast, the place where we leave the heavily filtered world of social media to talk about anything and everything uncensored. From personal wellness to entrepreneurship, spirituality, sex, surviving breakups, and hilarious girl talk in between, this is the space for important conversations that women should be having with their best friends. So pour yourself a glass of whatever makes you feel good, sit back, and join me as I navigate adulthood with real, unfiltered conversations. Hi, honey. Honey, how are you? Honey, that is a loaded question. I know. Do you want the God honest truth or do you want the podcast answer? Mm, I'm fine. (laughs) That's the podcast answer. (laughs) I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, I'm going to be fine. (laughs) Isn't there that Instagram post of that little girl and she's crying? She's like, I'm not, I'm just fine. I'm not sad. I'm not sad or like that uh, dog and he's sitting in what looks like hell and there's like flames all around him and he's just holding his coffee cup and he's like, I'm fine. <laughs> That's me. Well, we'll give, we'll get into it. <laughs> We're going to get into it. Um, there's a couple things we want to get into today, but I think the first and most important thing <laughs> that we need to talk about and really just dive right into is I think we, and by we, I mean me personally, since I experienced it firsthand, Mm -hmm. regrettably, (laughs) need to put out a PSA, a public service announcement, a correction, a 911 warning, because the last Honey Check episode we did with you guys We went over some tips and tricks (laughs) that we learned about, we heard about on the internet, about what to do and how to go to the bathroom when you're traveling with your partner or maybe you're dating someone, um, it's kind of new, and you feel like you're going to pull your pants. What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know what episode that was. That was a couple of episodes. If you just scroll back to the last Honey Check episode, I'm pretty sure that was it. Like I think episode it was the last 51 one. or 52 or something. But in between that recording and today, I had to put those tips to use and it backfired in the worst way imaginable. I just want to note, except for my advice, that that worked. <laughs> which is um, <laughs> at what point on the last episode, Honey was going through all of these tips and tricks and I was, I was mind blown. It's like, oh my, like, oh my God. These should we are recap? Brilliant. Should we recap the tips for, yeah, let's just you, do a quick, a yeah, quick do a little recap, recap. Of, do a little recap. <laughs> I'll give my one tip. You give the ones that you learned. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the first thing was to take a thin layer of toilet paper and put it over the the toilet or, you know, on the water. So that way it would create a bit of a landing pad. The second was, what was it? To take toilet paper and like push against your butthole. Yeah. So you could like eliminate some of the the noise that comes out of that area. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there are, there are a few things like that. Basically they all involved toilet paper in, in some way, shape or form. Um, For some reason. When you, me, literally. <laughs> when you said that, I thought about Seattle and the new trick that you taught me, but we can get into that a bit later. <laughs> about widening the hole (laughs) (laughs) need I say more (laughs) anyways I don't want to take up too much time because for the most part most of you guys listen to honey check quite regularly but if you're tuning in for the first time go back to the last honey check episode Get caught up. We share some stories. Honey shares an amazing story. People submitted stories anonymously. And we, to be honest, I thought this was the holy grail to surviving a new relationship with the person. No, it it was not okay. 
um, as you guys know, I was dating someone in Europe for quite a bit of time. <laughs> and I was in Europe back in November, December. And I've been on this medication for the last, you know, year. <laughs> the last year and a half. And my dose had had recently changed. And uh, like right kind of at the start of that trip, actually. And it made my tummy quite sensitive. So anytime I was having anything a little bit off the, the spectrum of health, my stomach did not agree. And I woke up one morning and I felt trapped because it was like a Saturday morning. I'm pretty sure it was like 6.30 in the morning and my stomach was like unapologetic. It's like, this is going to happen. It's going to happen right now. <laughs> so it was like a bridesmaid's moment. So I... <laughs> I go into the bathroom and I'm thinking, whatever, it's fine. I'm just going to like go to the bathroom and I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to play it off, you know? So I like turn the shower on. There's like hot water running. I'm like, everything's fine. I like do trick number one. I line the toilet with the toilet paper. I do like <laughs> trick number two, right? Uh, every trick, like I said, it involves grabbing toilet paper. Everything's great. I'm like not looking at the toilet. I go to flush it. I go to take a shower and I look back and I'm like, oh, the toilet didn't flush. Not thinking about it again, I go to proceed to flush the toilet and before my eyes, the toilet starts overflowing into the bathroom <laughs> at a unstoppable pace. <laughs> Un Just so you know, I was also getting play by play. I, was to, I got play by play by, by the minute. <laughs> You got you got the play by play just shortly after the flooding because I was too I was like I was panicked. <laughs> and when that happened, like you guys need to know his bathroom's quite small. So the water covered the entire bathroom floor. And I'm thinking, the fuck am I going to do? I took every towel in the bathroom, I put it down on the floor, and I'm now soaking up this water, and the toilet is flooded to the absolute top. And I'm thinking. Okay, so there's literally <laughs> no possible way I can get out of this. And the best part was because I had turned the shower on, because one of the other stupid tricks was to turn the shower on really hot. <laughs> what would that so do? So that way, so it like, it, apparently the bathroom doesn't smell. It gets like steamy and then the smell like goes into the thing. That was another one of the stupid tricks. So now the bathroom's flooded and it's so fucking steamy. I'm sweating. <laughs> Honey, not with smell. It was just steamy. It was hot in there, okay? I was getting sick. <laughs> Quit your gagging. And now I have to shut the shower off. I have to open the window, and I'm sitting there. And now it's like, what, 6.55 a.m. on a Saturday morning? There's no way I can get out of this situation. And then I hear Honey's tip in my head, the recording. And I quote, at what point do you surrender? That's right, my honey. <laughs> At that point, I had no other choice but to surrender. So I opened the door. No <laughs> I was sleeping with like a long top. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling the story on the internet, but I feel like it's an actual warning. You'd be surprised I how many people this has happened to probably. You'd be surprised. Yeah, well, why has no one spoken up about it? <laughs> so I open the door. No pants. Long shirt. Lights. I and his the bedroom's right beside the the bathroom. I open the door. I felt like, you know, when a kid a kid is like sick. <laughs> they just threw up and have to tell their mom. <laughs> mom, yeah. I just threw up. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> And they're standing like little demons in the backlight of the hallway and like, you know, the bedroom's dark, but, but puke, all. puke all down their shirt. <laughs> Mom, I think I'm sick. I'm 33 years old. <laughs> I now have to go to my boyfriend slash fake boyfriend, as you guys will find out later. Wow, that was bitter. Sorry, I didn't mean that. But... <laughs> I now have to go into my partner's bedroom and I'm standing in the door and the light's behind me and I'm like, um, can't even look at him. I'm like, so 
the, I don't need you to get up. <laughs> like, you're totally fine to stay there. Don't need help. Uh, but the bathroom flooded. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, so, um, do you have like a plunger? <laughs> like, and he was like, he's like, no. I'm like, in my head, the fuck do you mean you don't have a plunger? 100%. He's like, He's like, don't worry about it. We'll just deal with it later. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, okay, um, don't worry about it. Everything's fine now. I'm just, don't come into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to mention the flood because because if there's water, I don't know if there's like cracks that like goes down to like the person underneath. I didn't want to be responsible for any extensive damage. Fuck sakes. I think so now can- I'm Googling at this point is when I texted honey. I'm like, okay, honey, this is what happened. She's like, I would fucking pay a million dollars to see the look <laughs> on your face. <laughs> the second that toilet started to overflow. <laughs> and then I did a Catholic prayer for her and I sent it to her. <laughs> you guys, I'm now Googling at 7 a.m. Like how to unclog toilet. Without plunger. I think we can confidently first- say that a new tip would be to check for a plunger before you use that washroom. I don't think I could ever do it now. Ever since your story, I can't. What ha- what happens if well, this I've- happens again? Well, now I'm going to tell you what happens again. The first thing the internet talked about was to use hot water, but not too hot because if you use boiling water, it could crack the fucking toilet bowl or something. So to- I know right? Use hot water with some like dish soap and some baking soda. This guy doesn't fucking bake. He doesn't have baking soda, but I'm like, he's got dish soap, but you can't do that if there's too much water in the bowl. So now I have to scoop water out of the toilet to make this happen. I proceed with letting this run its course. That doesn't work. I'm like, okay, now what to do when you don't have plunger? The trick apparently is to take a plastic bag and put it over a toilet bowl cleaner and then because you're so you're not using the brush you're just using the plastic to just start jamming the thing so I start doing that and what comes out of the toilet a whole fuckload of clean toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) that clogged the toilet and for to this day I will have to live with him making fun of me he literally said I've never taken a shit that has clogged my toilet and I I had to stand my ground to be like it wasn't the poo (laughs) It was the toilet paper. Why don't you understand that? But he's not going to know. No, you'll never know that that was tip number two. Never. But listen to the fucking podcast. Red flag number one. Doesn't listen to my own podcast. (laughs) If none of you have noticed, we're definitely going to get into what Honey's talking about at some point in this podcast but I think we can confidently say that the advice that we gave you last time comes with precautionary measures it's like anything read the label so listen listen to this episode this is uh I see the only the only thing about uh the tip about the toilet paper is that's for Canada U.S. our irrigation systems they are completely different honey i wasn't in a third world country i was in belgium i just used too much toilet paper do you think that would happen here 100 percent. when you saw Mm. how much cleaned i think i was that's fair i think it's i think it was a fear thing i just Mm. did not ever think that yeah it makes sense you know like putting too much paper that's a lot of paper yeah but when you're panicking you don't think about that you know? I think in hindsight, if I were to do it again, you'd have to just kind of do like a halfway flush and not wait until you're done. Because <laughs> I don't think it'll be the last time. <laughs> no, honey, it definitely it definitely won't be. But you know what? I'm proud of you for getting through that. That was a – like, okay, just to let everybody know, how long do you think you were in the bathroom for? Like from the point that you went in there, shut the door, turned the shower on, starting tip number one, until you were done – like you didn't have to go back in there. You took the towels out. Everything was dry. It was clean. Oh, it's got to be a good hour. Mm. <laughs> but to be honest, this the comparison of the the pooping to the cleanup was like a fifty to one ratio. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like you also have to you also had to factor in the the time of the pep talk I had to give myself to be able to leave the bathroom. Mm-hmm. 
to say, lo siento. Lo, si lo siento, <laughs> muchachito, lo siento. <laughs> no me gusta. <laughs> no me gusta. <laughs> Te amo. <laughs> you gotta cut that out. <laughs> Well, oh, that God. was our disclaimer from our last episode. What we really want to talk about, which which was definitely necessary. We kept saying to ourselves, we had to do it. I couldn't feel like we could move forward without a follow-up warning to that. You guys need to be aware. You need to be safe out there. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Kudos to the people that are just super comfortable and not having to worry about these tips. But a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people can't do that. So we needed to look out um, for those people. But I just think there's certain things in a relationship that maybe could be kept separate. Maybe, yeah. yes, I have too much shame around bathroom stuff. Because when it came to like period stuff with him, like I didn't care. Yeah. I'd be like, I need tampons, 911. Which I think in past relationships, there's no way I would ever be comfortable yeah. talking about period stuff around partner. But like bathroom stuff, I'm like... I don't want to see you pee. Don't come into the bathroom to pee while I'm shot. There's certain things like for me, I'm just like, I prefer it to be a little bit separate. A hundred percent. And that's, that's fair. And that's a lot of people. Yeah. That's fair. That's privacy. That's, you don't need to intertwine those two things. Bathrooms and, and, <laughs> and relationships and what you do in there, they don't need to intertwine as much as some people do. They just don't. That's right. Yeah. Now, what we really want to talk about on this podcast. So, as, as we'll get into, we won't, we'll only get into as much detail as, as Honey goes into, but Honey's, Honey's relationship with uh, her boyfriend in Europe has ended. And so uh, a lot of people, when they go through breakups, it's natural. You go through this period of you don't, you don't want to talk to this person, you shouldn't talk to this person, and that's totally fair. But I also think that in the reality of things, when you want to start talking to somebody again... It's, it becomes so convoluted and you try to think of all of these, these ways to, to want to talk to them as opposed to just saying, I just want to talk to this person. I'm just going to reach out and do it. So Honey and I were having a conversation and I couldn't help but tell Honey the, now just, just to note, Honey never did these things. I, when she was talking to me about wanting to just reach out and how, you know, you miss talking to that one person that you would talk to every day. I started laughing because I used to think about the, uh, the, the crazy shit that I would do when I wanted to talk to my ex. And then of course her and I put our heads together and we go down in this little ridiculous hole of wanting to know what is the most ridiculous thing you have done to connect back with your ex. And honey, one of the submissions you sent me <laughs> was impeccable. I Truly think if impeccable. a girl tells you she's not nuts, we're all nuts in some way, shape, or form. Oh, we're all nuts. I I feel like I'm actually, I'm a level-headed person, but I can be quite emotionally driven. So more of like, a, I'm sassy, but like... Yeah, but you're straightforward. You're yeah. straightforward. You want to talk to somebody, it's you been, talk. It's been a very difficult month for me. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, this isn't the first time that this relationship kind of had been put on pause. Um, and there's been some ups and downs in the relationships and I never want to be the person to come on and speak negatively of an ex-partner. Um, and to be honest, I don't have a lot of negative things to say about him, um, because it truly was like one of the best years of my entire fucking life. Yeah. Like it really was. Um, but this month has been hard. Mm -hmm. I know. And I tried to do the 30 days no contact. And I I think I made it to about 30 days. It was about the one month mark. Honey, you did, month mark. you did 30 days. You for sure Maybe did 30 days. Maybe just a couple days short. I don't know. <laughs> no one's but counting. You did 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> I caved this weekend you guys and I just I think I spent all weekend crying because I just felt so fucking stupid mm -hmm. I feel like it went against everything I feel like I spent so much time working on prior to this relationship and getting clear on who I am and what I want and what I want out of my relationships and, you know, standards. 
And like you guys have probably heard in our conversations or in like other episodes, like me talking about reciprocity and how that's so important in all of my relationships. I just felt so disappointed in myself. I felt like I let myself down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I get that. And I think anybody would have felt that way, honey. Like, think about it. You're told to do this 30-day challenge, whatever, no talking, so be it, 60 days, 90 days. And I think I said this to you, that it's just because you reach out and you say something doesn't mean that you you failed at anything. This 30-day rule, this 60-day, 90-day, whatever, it's, it's something that helps you see the situation for what it really is. And what mm-hmm. happens is, is that you want to, you literally talk to somebody every day for a year and a half, and then you're just supposed to cut that out. That's like trying to go on a diet. No one does it perfectly for 30 days. It's true. We can't ever go on diets. No, it's bullshit. Or like someone telling me to go vegan or eat, not eat cheese. Like I can't, I tried. But the thing is, is that that's like saying to you, you know, go for a run every single day. You're like, for 30 days. And some people would find that extremely difficult. So you reach out. And what happens is I could probably say about 90% of the time when you reach out, it is a reminder of what the situation really is. And then it sucks because then you're like, shit, that that really sucks. Okay. I messaged with this expectation that maybe they would message me back in a different way. They would say something kind, wonderful. They would miss me. Everybody wants that. Most of the time you don't get that. And then, yeah, you end up beating yourself up. That, that's really what happens. It's not that you failed at anything. You shouldn't feel stupid. You did nothing wrong. And if anybody should feel stupid, it should be what I used to do. I used to pretend that I would see my ex-boyfriends on the street when I was on my ass at home and be like, oh my God, did I just see you in Yelltown? At, you know, I was just going to the Rodney's with my girlfriends. I thought that I saw you. I was going to come say hi. My ass is on the couch. I haven't left my house in weeks. Like that. <laughs> that's when you should feel stupid, honey. You just, full, you just outright went and said, hey, and when, when, whatever you said. And I think people need to stop feeling so stupid about that. Like we're human. It's, it's, you know, it happens. It's going to happen. And it does happen to, to everybody, everybody. I think leading up to that relationship, I had so many common denominators in my past relationships. Um, and that's why I did that no man diet. That's why I, mm-hmm. I consciously chose not to be in situations with men until I could get more clear on myself. And it just really goes to show that no matter how much you integrate, and I will say he was an incredible person to help me integrate a lot of that stuff with. And he woke up a lot of things inside of me and, you know, I'm like very grateful for that partnership. And my connection and obviously like it was a very intense year like if you think about mm-hmm. when you date someone you kind of go through this this slow process of like a couple of nights out and maybe you do this like you're not taking a trip with someone right away like you're not like but you know what i mean like you're not mm-hmm. doing everything's like so spread out so when i think of like our relationship for the 6 weeks that i was in mexico it was talking for 20 it was talking 24/7 we had facetimes we it was very it was built on this foundation of communication and connection um but everything after that was fast tracked and like yeah. this is something you and i kind of spoke about with like he came here for a few weeks and then I was in Belgium for a month and then it was back and forth for me and I spent more time in that apartment than I did my own last year um and the amount of traveling that we did do together we experienced I experienced things in that relationship that I think a lot of people don't get to experience in most partnerships in general. So Mm -hmm. it was a very intense and it was a very real connection for me. Of course there are are um downsides. Yep. to being in distance and there are days that were super hard and every goodbye was like fucking brutal for me like mm-hmm. this wasn't my first long distance relationship but yeah I just forgot how shit it was to leave every single fucking time I would cry for like days and days and days you know going back to the the thing with integration was that one of the things I worked on with friendships and things that I wanted in a partnership, again, was reciprocity. And one of the old patterns that I feel like I had to work on was like um, that fear of of never being chosen um, Mm -hmm. and not being good enough for other people. 
Mm-hmm. And those are patterns that you have, it takes a while to recognize in yourself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how many fucking books you read nope. or like how many situations you put yourself through. I think when you go through a breakup, all of those things get put back into your face really fucking quickly. Yeah. 100%, honey. Um, And it's really hard to be like, fuck, I came so far. And then I'm like, oh my God, I, I it's like a punch in the gut. I'm like, here I am again. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was the hardest for me in this breakup was feeling like I'm just never going to be fucking chosen by this man. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I do. He's never going to fucking pick me. So, and that came up multiple times throughout that, um, you know, throughout our relationship. And it's just really hard and it's confusing. Um, So I think that's, you know, one of the things I had said was, I don't ever want to be in a place where I'm begging someone to fucking choose me anymore. Mm-hmm. It becomes exhausting. Again, re- yeah, like reciprocity. It's like, oh my God, like what else do I need to do to like be chosen? Mm-hmm. And when it got to that point, I'm like, Ali, what the fuck are you doing? I don't want to get into the details of, of what happened. Like there's there's personal things and there's certain shit that doesn't need to be on the internet. But I think the the talking of breakups in general is just very normal. And again, I, I won't ever speak poorly of anything. I I still love him like to fucking bits. Um, so it's not, nothing about this is about shit talking a partner, but that is something that hits just really fucking hard. I I said at one point, a few points, like I'm not going to sit here and beg you to fucking choose me. Yeah. I will always choose myself. I don't want to go back into those patterns where I don't, I'm not constantly choosing myself. So I think where I felt let down is that I don't regret messaging, but mm-hmm. I definitely felt very stupid. Yeah. And that and that's un- understandable, honey. And like I said, <clears throat> everybody feels that way. They all do. And like that, <clears throat> that kind of needs to be normalized. And not saying that feeling stupid is like, yeah, you should feel stupid. I'm not saying that. It's just that it's a very common, normal, normal feeling. And I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you think that you stayed in this a lot longer than you should have? I mean, yes and no. That's a common, com- like, that was a conversation that both of us had had multiple times um, throughout the relationship. Because um, sometimes I find that 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 stupidity feeling comes from like a, you know, better here. It happened again, third time, fourth time, like a kind of this repetitive feeling that they make you feel. And then you invite them to do it again. It's like, here it is on a gold fucking platter. Here you go. Tell me again that, you know, I'm not enough. And you're kind of saying to yourself, well, he or she did it this time and this time. And I find that that feeling happens when you are thinking that when you don't talk for 30 days, you're like, oh, fuck, they must miss me. They're probably changing. They're thinking about everything that I wanted and I needed. I'm going to reach out. Boom. Same fucking person. And you're just sitting there like, great. Okay. Good job. One, One more time. And sometimes I find that that's where that stupidity feeling is really heightened is when you've already, you know, you already know. Yeah. I think I don't regret anything in my relationship. I don't regret it going on as long as it did. And to be honest, I would have been happy with it for it to continue. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's just, I think it's twofold. I think as humans, we're always changing and we're always growing. And when we meet people, we're meeting people at very different parts and stages of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think the timing of when I met this person was exactly what I needed at that time. And as their relationship evolved, and because I had done that work prior to the relationship, I realized, you know, there's certain needs that I have that aren't being met. Having said that, I was in a partnership with someone who had never been forced or had never been in situations to learn some of those relational skills. Um, and then you mix in childhood trauma, you mix in someone's entire life before they met you. And that's not specific to my partner. That's literally every single person you're going to, you're going to engage with. 
Um, I think sometimes, and I'm not a relationship expert, clearly, <laughs> but <laughs> clearly I'm not otherwise, otherwise I'd be telling you to tell the guy from Europe that you just saw him in Yaletown. Um, I'm not a relationship expert, but sometimes I do think maybe we don't give people enough of a chance to step into the humans that they really can be. Mm. And that was a conversation I had early on, you know, like, I love you so fucking much. And I do see his potential. And I'm like, oh man, like you have no, it's like people probably would have shaken me in the past. Yeah. You know, when you see those things in your friends and you're like, man, I just want to fucking shake her. There are things with him that I'm like, I wish you could see what I saw. Yeah. I wish you could see what I see for your entire fucking life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And there's there's this duality to that because the half of it is so exciting. You're like, I want to be by this person and support them as they step into their best version of themselves. And I, when I say this, I'm not saying this from a from a version that like I am my best self because I want someone to keep me accountable to becoming that person as well. I think that's important in a partnership. But when you have those discussions and say like, okay, do we evolve or we stay the same? Do we repeat or do we re- evolve? And when a lot of the things start kept repeating, it's like, okay, well, I feel really unchosen. Yeah. I feel disrespected in certain ways. I don't know if you mean to disrespect me. Um, you know, there's just certain things that come up in every fucking relationship. And at, I, you know, I, I said, like, I don't want to be your therapist. I don't want to be a coach. I don't want to be your mom. That's not the job of the partner. No. The, you know, it's your job to get the, like, get the therapist, get the coach, get the help, recognize that behavior, transform that behavior, integrate that behavior. Mm-hmm. But how beautiful is it is if each person goes and does the work and then supports each other through those sticky fucking moments. Yeah. And helps that person step into it. And I feel like that's what I it kind of was for me at the beginning. I'm like, I don't want to abandon this person because it's not at the exact level of where I want it to be. Um, because my goods outweighed, the pros outweighed the cons. And I'm, I'm saying these like they're bad cons or not. I just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it gets to a point where it's like, okay, are you in love with someone's potential? Like, that's the danger. Mm-hmm. And negative, uh, repetitive behavior is a bitch. And then... And I just s- feel stupid. Exactly. And then you see this potential and all you can think about is, great, so now you're going to go... Now you're going to go do that without me. Or you're now going to go do that with somebody else. Like, that's always what what, what happens. What happens in our head. Yeah. And it just makes... Yeah. It just makes everybody feel, you know, just, Yeah just so shitty it is it really is I think breakups are they're I think they they get really bad before it gets good but when it's bad it is super shitty but I also so when I first met honey she was going through a breakup breakup of all fucking breakups (laughs) (laughs) fuck every time I get sad I'm like it could be worse Allie you could but again stay or transform and honey, Repeat or transform. you transform the fuck out of yourself. It's insane. It's insane. The person that I met in 2018, 2019, I mean, well, 2019 was the best year of our life, but 2018, <laughs> like that alley that I met, I mean, always incredible, always amazing, but you've transformed, honey. Thanks, so honey. as your best friend, I'm fucking excited for you. Because I think you just let yourself in a lot of room to just, well, now there's all, the only way that this can get better is when you're going to become famous. And that's it, honey. (laughs) When we get our TV show, P.S., if you're listening and you're a producer or you know a producer, I'm just going to put it out there. We really do need our own TV show. So please get in touch. Have your people call our people, a.k.a. directly us. We don't have people. (laughs) We'd like, we'd like some people, but it would be great if we had people, but honey, you get, honey, just, I think right now you're just get go through these motions, but buckle up, honey, 
I know. And I try to get so excited for the future and I know I'm not going to feel like shit someday. I hate crying over a fucking boy, especially when you feel unloved. That I think that's the worst feeling. And that's when like you feel your ego trickle into the breakup to be like, here I was so fucking in love with this human. Mm-hmm. Like it pains me to say how in love I was with this human. And Why I'm does like, it pain you? you? Because I just feel like it just, I think you have that crazy feeling when a relationship ends. You're like, well, you obviously don't feel the same about me. Hmm. Your brain just wants that closure that it like enclosure, I think is just like not a fucking thing. Yeah. But I think of like how I had the best year and a bit of my entire life. And then I think of how it ended and I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, do you just, did you not love me? Did you not have any feelings? Like that's like, that's what you think of me like that. That's mm-hmm. it. This is it. Isn't it so and true? And I think you go through that with any fucking breakup. Oh, yeah. There's like that quote, like we just went through all of that to be here, like to have this. Like we did all of that to the fucking be here. I flooded your toilet to fucking be here. <laughs> <laughs> so you you mentioned, you know, that you read all these books and, and you do all of these things. And, you know, at some point... The stuff in those books, yes, does have to get put into play, but it does shine through. And I think where it really does shine through for people is in how they end relationships. And I think that you need to provide yourself with a lot of grace on how you ended this one, how you continue to end it, how you're treating yourself, treating him, talking about him, everything. Like if you can't see your work come through now, honey, that's insane to me. Insane. I just like, I don't hate the person. I think of how I've hated people in past situations and I'm like, I don't hate you. Like, I actually love you. That's mm-hmm. why I'm so upset. Yeah. And that, and that's, but that's like, we had something so fucking beautiful. But isn't that kind of the best place to be? As, yeah. It's just know, really sad. It's, oh my God. I'm so tired of crying about this. You know what's the worst? Let's move into stupid shit we do through the breakups. I'm going to put up, pull up people's <laughs> anonymous stories, but let me tell you what my dumbass did the other day, as if I wasn't feeling shitty enough. Do I know this? I started going through all of my past trip highlights of all the amazing <laughs> trips that I had this year, 99.9 of which included this person. <laughs> You got to start watching Bald. Honey Check. <laughs> or Bald best my of honey. eyes out. Best of honey. Bald my fucking eyes out. Yeah, that's the worst. The self-sabotage. Oh, God. I'm like, it's you're the out there frolicking with God knows who right now. We, we, and we, now honey and I are very good at creating stories. So I can only oh, imagine I've made the stories up a whole that, story. yeah. yeah. <laughs> the guy's got a whole life with three kids and a wife by now. Hmm. Because I mean nothing. Yeah, that's right. The stories that we come up with. We're practically all creatives. Authors of our own I'm trying to think of this shit that I did in my past breakup. Come up with one thing. Mine I've already said to people that I used to pretend that I would see them out because it was kind of like Mm. a, it was a really good segue into uh, I'm out with my friends having a great time. Thought that I saw you Mm. doing the same. I was just going to come say hi. You get a quick update on your life and you're like, boom. They love me. They answered me. They're thinking about me. I can carry on with my life. That's kind of what mm-hmm. I used to do. I don't know. My last breakup, I was in the fucking dumps. I don't remember you doing anything, though. Um, like, but honey, when I'm telling you that I did this, this is like 10, 10 years ago I did this. This isn't like recent. Like- <laughs> <laughs> this is like when I was 20 years old. <laughs> oh god why don't you read a couple things and then that might that might remind you because we've all done something some of these stories were fucking vicious Mm, i wouldn't read this girl her (laughs) well depends how vicious her pseudo name her pseudo name was the queen of fake dates i was like share the most embarrassing things you've done during a breakup this girl shared like five things (laughs) That's my girl. Number one, cried nonstop over a medium ugly boy. Two, made, oh my God, made my friends dress up as guys to give a photo shoot with many costume changes. Just 
just have an arsenal of Insta story pics to look like I was moving on and going on dates. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Second Act with Jennifer Lopez and her friends dress up as if they're going to some event and they're like high class? No. That's what that reminded me of. Okay, everybody watch Second no. Act. Oh, I feel like so much better about myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Took my shot at some D-list celebs by sliding into their DMs. And I would check his location like crazy on find my friends. It's been months and I still check to see if I'm in his Insta profile. We're Just for the record, Breakups honey, I do fuck crazy things. I would dress up for you, honey. I would I would totally do that photo shoot with you. Can you imagine me with a beard? <laughs> No, I literally just think of the little rascals where they sign and they go and they dress up to go buy some wood. <laughs> this one's from Graffiti Eraser. My boyfriend cheated on me and ended up with the other girl. She started writing on his Facebook wall about how much she loved him, etc. This was circa 2010. <laughs> I had to say- <laughs> I had his password. <laughs> Oh, and no. kept logging in and deleting her posts. <laughs> whoever that is, you're epic. That's amazing. She, she would repost and I would delete it again. <laughs> this went on for half a dozen times in one day before he changed his password, probably for the best, but I was kind of pissed I didn't have your password any- his password anymore. Holy fuck. <laughs> That's immaculate. You guys are idiots. In the best way. I love you. That's my girl, Miss Wins. Yeah. I don't know who Ms. you Wins, are, but you need, and yeah. you need to introduce yourself immediately. Because <laughs> you're epic. <laughs> my boyfriend cheated on me, so while I was collecting my things to move out, I pissed all over his bed and took all of his <laughs> left shoes. That literally sounds like you're a dog. <laughs> <laughs> who thinks of that? <laughs> who does that? I could never... You are creative as fuck, Miss Wiz. Creative. You're creative like, as fuck, but then I have a question. Do you want to be the girl who's known for pissing on the bed? But how do you do you think he ever knew? We don't well, we don't know. Who else peed on the bed and took <laughs> all of the left shoes? He could have a dog. Okay, well, where's the shoes? <laughs> Salvation Army, one left shoe. Salvation. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this one's sad. Pseudoname, The Fixer. Called all of his friends and family to try and get them to convince him that I was the best thing and he shouldn't want to leave me. I've actually done that. Not called friends and families, but I've actually had mutual friends. That was actually my last breakup. To be like, what the fuck's going on? And I I received some intel that I didn't want to hear. Yeah. That's the thing. What was the point of that? You're crazy in a breakup. Yeah, but I also find, do you ever find that when you see shit in the movies and you're like, oh yeah, they break up and they just get back together because they can't stop thinking about them each other and blah, 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 blah. Like that's not very realistic all the time. Sometimes people That's what sewered me this weekend. Yeah. I'm like, it's it's been a month. Does he miss me? mm -hmm. Does he love me? Clearly not. (laughs) Honey, you don't know that. Whatever. Meanwhile, we're out eating donuts and Honey's giving me side-eye looks, trying to like look at the guy next to me on the table like, Honey, leave me alone. Honey, I thought it was very, um, you know, what's the word that I'm looking for? It Don't just, say serendipitous. That's what I was trying to say. But for some reason, I wanted to say like zippity-doo-dah or something. I think I saw a real. Anyways, <laughs> I think I'm very zippity-doo-dah. But I don't know. He sat down. You were there. He was eating a donut. You were eating a donut. He was tall. You like tall. I don't know. I'm just trying to remind you that there are endless possibilities out there for you. Yeah, like I'm about to have a European summer again. Honey, <laughs> what did I say? Buckle the fuck up because you're you're going to fucking blow up, honey. I'm telling I you. I will say, though, to put this on a positive spin, I've put a very big focus onto my health and wellness this month. And I mean, like, I just, I feel, I'm feeling so much better. Yeah. And it was kind of a scary thing because I feel like I, I mean, you've known me for what, five, six years now. You've seen my body like when mm-hmm. I was CrossFit Alley and was like super fit. And yeah. then you've seen me go through all the hormone changes and all the struggles. And then you've seen me like lose weight. And now I'm in this stage of my life where I'm like, 
okay, I, I want to like gain some muscle and I want to like lower my body fat percentage and I want to get fit as fuck. And I've, it's been actually really scary wanting to say that out loud because, you know, I'm also mindful that that's not a safe place. People's bodies and conversations around bodies are not a safe place for everyone. Yeah. And I feel like for so long, I've facilitated this safe place for people just by sharing my experience. But I found it was also super interesting to notice, like, I actually don't know if I feel safe sharing about this part of my journey because I don't want to make other people feel unsafe. And I actually feel like I've been trapped in that for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And now I'm moving out of that to the point where I'm like, we shouldn't have to, like, one, uh, birds papaya, again, actually, (laughs) Sarah, (laughs) Um, yeah, said like she DM'd me something really nice and she was like, I'm sorry that you have to, you feel the need to explain or justify the ebbs and flows of your body. And I'm like, oh, Mm. that's a really nice way of putting it because it's like, if we go one way, we're this. And if we go one way, we're the other. And I'm like, you're damned if you do. And you damned if you don't. When I gained all this weight, people were like, you're not healthy. You're not clean. Your skin is bad. You're doing all this. And I was like, fuck you. It's my hormones. And then when I lose weight and I focus on this and balance my hormones, it's like you're fat phobic and you're this and you support Kardashian standards and you do this. And I'm like, okay, so maybe I just realized that at any point of the spectrum, someone's always going to be pissed off. Or somebody has way too much fucking time on their hands. Too much time on your hands. I hate when people chirp you, honey. I get all fired up. (laughs) I wish there was like a CC in, you know, you could CC me into these convos. You know, I used to get really sad when I got them. I would like, I would have them, I feel like very heavy. And now I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. No, they got way too much time on their hands and it's fucking ignorant. You don't want to like, like nice I just. Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers to you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's how I feel. Don't follow me. Beat it. This is a very simple step. You can press on follow. You can keep your shit to yourself. But I don't know. You cannot send me DMs from your fake account that doesn't even follow me. <laughs> okay. Any? Hi, Annie. Anyways, sorry. That took a turn. That was a little bit negative. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Lo siento. Lo siento. Recaps. Fuck, I love the recaps. It's my favorite part of the podcast. The hellos and the, and the recaps. Number one, <laughs> always make sure that there is a toilet plunger present. If you're Do not use washer. too much toilet paper. No, you can't. You can't do that. No one is safe. No one is safe. Um, always provide grace for yourself in a breakup. Always. Yeah. Always. And don't text your ex pretending that you saw them at Cactus <laughs> Club when you were at home. And they live in Belgium. <laughs> Just kidding. Honey never did that. Can you imagine? I didn't do it. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, did I just see you getting a waffle? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you here? Yeah. Do not fly to Belgium. be honest did you think you would have seen me on a plane by now no depending on the text message I got back on the weekend there was a good chance Uh, I I think I would I think think you would have sent me screenshots of flights for sure honey never fucking listens to me I will give her advice and not it's and it's totally fine but we'll sit and we'll have coffee okay I, I tell her you know honey should I do this honey should I do that I give her my advice doesn't have to take it messages me later, did the opposite of what I said, tells me the <laughs> repercussions of it. And I go, okay, I am always very kind. I'm never, as a friend, I'm never like, that was stupid. I, I pride myself in making sure that I never make my friends feel humiliated or stupid when they do something. So I'm like, okay, honey, it's okay. And she's like, it's not okay. I'm like, well, no, I know that, but I'm not going to sit here and remind you what you already know. <laughs> okay, I'll try again. Here's advice for now what you've done. We go for coffee, go for a donut. Tells me she did the hey, honey, it got worse. <laughs> yeah, honey, it got worse. Did the complete opposite of what I said. I said, okay, honey, it's okay. It's not going to be okay. Well, it's going to be, but this is not okay. And it's just this, this cycle, this cycle that we're on. But you know what? I'm like the kid that's like, don't touch that. It's hot. And I'll be 33 years old and be like, oh, fuck, that was hot. People are going to learn how they're going to learn. If you want to learn that, people want to learn the hard way. If people like that, everybody's going to do it do it on their own. I think the one thing that got me through a lot of breakups is that, and I don't know if this is good or bad. I don't know. Honey K maybe like, <laughs> no honey, but <laughs> Honey K is the <laughs> goddess of all this, is I always said to myself that if we're going to break up and they're going to leave me, I want them 
to see me in nothing but a high regard, a stunning human being, happy, great energy, living her life, not affected by this. And that's what got me through. So I personally, I, I would stop contacting them and I would just, that is what I focused on. I don't know if that's healthy or not, but that's what got me through is I was like, if this motherfucker doesn't want to be with me, I will make damn sure <laughs> that they know that I'm equally fine without them. And cheers. That's what I did. Do I have abs yet? Because I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop going for fucking donuts. <laughs> we need to stop going for donuts. <laughs> and pasta. Every every time. Like I said to honey the other day, I'm like, honey, you want to come over? It's like nine o'clock at fucking night. Honey, you want to come over? I was pasta? spiraling. Yeah. I was I'll, spiraling. Yeah. It's like, honey, come over. I'll make you pasta. We can sit on my couch. Like I'll make you food pasta at 930 at night. Like what else is an and Italian what did I, off anyone? <laughs> what did I tell you? I can't come over because I ate an edible. I'm cooked <laughs> on my couch. Literally. And I'm I've cooked. Eaten, and I ate two bowls pasta <laughs> already. <laughs> we're sick yeah we're sick we're savages but okay last final recap if you know or you yourself produce reality tv shows please get in touch (laughs) (laughs) guys thank you for listening to my my breakup episode it was a little bit therapeutic it felt like a therapy session i just want to reiterate that there's no it's like nothing is is a negative no I'm not speaking negatively. And I think you guys know, even in my private chats with you, it's just, I don't have negative things to say about my partner. I think it's just sharing the the reality of like how hard it is to go through a breakup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I yeah. think it was kind of nice, honey, because yeah, we're all fun and games and we talk about a lot of good stuff, stupid shit, but we're humans too. It's nice to talk about the things that we go through. Yeah. So thanks for being vulnerable, honey. Thanks, honey. That was a serious episode. Let me know if you want to go get pasta later. Yeah, for sure. I'll talk to you in half an hour. We'll go to Chipinos. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unfiltered with Allie. Just a friendly reminder that I have new episodes that drop every single week, including some bonus content called Honey Check, co-hosted with my best friend, Jenna Garrow, where we catch up for some classic girl talk. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the show. And of course, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only do I love hearing what you guys think of the episodes, but it helps support the show so much. Lastly, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram at at unfiltered with Allie. You'll be able to access a ton of extra content from each of the episodes, slide into my DMs, and you can find the link for my free online Facebook community. This is designed for inspiring badass women all around the world. Can't wait to chat with you next week. Bye.